as they're coming to turn number four, looking to go green flag. This time by the 2020 Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour season is underway. second, third, and fourth, nose to tail behind race leader Taylor Gray, who has stretched out the lead. Just over a half a second advantage. And oh, contact in turn two. Lane Riggs goes around. Brandon Pierce right there with him, and the caution is out. Lane Riggs goes for the spin cycle in turn number four. Might have had a little help there, and the yellow flag is out. They were battling right there for a spot inside the top five, and Lane Riggs with damage on the left rear of his race car. The left rear is down on the 99 of Riggs. Left rear flat for the 99 of Lane Riggs. Coming down the stretch. Oh, no, we got trouble in turn four. Tommy Lemons Jr. slow slide, spins in turn four. He collects Craig Moore, the 51 of Matt Cox, and it looks like the 12 of Gage Painter, and we are under caution. We got them bunched up in turn four. And four cars end up in trouble just at the pit road entrance, and we are under caution. Tommy, tell us what happened there in turn four. I uh, just got jacked up by the two car. I not really sure where he thought it was going. Uh, you know, we were stacked up there on the outside. Outside, don't go anywhere here. We're just trying to hold our own, and you know, you got jackasses you got to race with like that. Matt, tell us from your perspective what happened there in turn four. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we were just there riding, had a good car, and uh, was just going to start trying to pick them off there. And I don't know, the two drove in there and just drove into Tommy's left rear and turned him. I don't know, kind of normal stuff for him, I guess. But uh, you know, he just he ran Tommy over and turned him and. It was on from there, but uh, you know, I don't know. I guess he does that about every race I've been to, so I, you know, I guess it is what it is. And we'll uh, move on. I think it ain't that bad. Cosmetic. We're gonna try to fix it up and get back out there, and uh, you know, we'll just go from there on it. One more lap to go. Taylor Gray takes the DGR Crosley forward down into turns one and two for the final time. Down to back straightaway with one lap car in front of him and plenty of room out back as his lead is 1.4 seconds over Deke McCaskill and a turn four for the second time in his career. Taylor Gray is the winner at Southern National. Deke McCaskill finishes second, Connor Mosack third, Josh Berry fourth, and Lane Riggs fifth. and gentlemen, the winner of the Solid Rock Carriers 300. Give it up for Denver, North Carolina's Taylor Gray. Taylor, it looked like a lot of different guys were taking turns leading this race, but once you got out front, you didn't want to give it back. It looked like you had the car to hold everybody. Yeah, man, just uh, I've been talking with Bubba Pollard a lot and just uh, got a lot of advice from that guy. So, I mean, just from talking to him, just learning so much, um, just saving tires, being consistent, you know, riding around, let everybody burn their stuff up and be there at the end. So that's uh, what we tried to do today and uh, came out successful. Did you have any nerves knowing you had Deke McCaskill beside you on that last restart because he's got so much experience here. Did you have any nerves with him? I didn't have any nerves. It's just, uh, you know, restart, late, re late race restarts can get 
a little wild, so I'm uh, just uh, kind of getting prepared to either get moved or get wrecked, you know? Absolutely. How about it, ladies and gentlemen? He's $10,000 richer, Mr. Taylor Gray, and a well-earned champagne toast for the young man here in Edelbrock Victory Lane. Joining us now, Chris Ragel, the uh, marketing guru for the Cars Tour Series and on race day, the race director. So uh, calling the shots during the race weekend and trying to uh, move along the brand of the Cars Tour uh, during every waking moment uh, on every other day that's not a race day. So Chris, welcome uh, to the first post-race show. Uh, for the Cars Tour, the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. How awesome is that to finally have a uh, a title sponsor after all your hard work has finally paid off? Well, yeah, it's uh, first of all, it's glad to be back with you guys, Race 22 and, and everyone there. So it's glad to be back with you guys. And, uh, yeah, glad to, uh, to have Solid Rock Carriers on board. Glad to finally get the 2020 season underway. It's, it was a lot of work, a lot of things here in the offseason, but... Uh, we uh, were officially underway and, and uh, excited to have Solid Rock Carriers on board. Look forward to, to having them for, for multiple years. It's a multiple-year deal, and, and uh, just, um, uh, you know, it's, it's finally here, which is a good thing. Oh, absolutely, and one of the biggest things that stood out is, of course, to the racers. The first thing I want to know is how's that going to benefit the racers and things like that. Um, 12% purse increase from second back through the field. And I think that's really huge because that's, you know, for the for the racers, it's all about dollars and cents and how much is it going to cost to, if, if nothing else, make my tire money back. And how far do I have to pull to make my tire money back? And from the racing, I think every position was really important. And I think, man, 12% increase from second on back through the field, that's something to be very proud of. It is. And it was, you know, from from our standpoint, with the tour, it's not not just one division, but two divisions. Right. So, uh, anytime, you know, from 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 the cars tour standpoint as a business, you know, that's a twenty twenty four percent increase in your purse altogether. So, uh, but it's it, it's huge. It's big. Um, you know, the, the overall purse where it affects everyone. Uh, we are also able to to add other programs to um, every race. This year, we've um, you know uh, we've able to to get a couple couple other supporters and just the growth of the tour um you know i know upchurch performance and uh performance center they both you know helping us out with you know, with you know the most laps led every race that's a 500 hundred dollar cash bonus every race that we do you know we you know we have have uh um, riding manufacturing putting up uh you know bonus money so at any super late model race that if you run that the elite list we'll get in that a little bit later but that was that was a five thousand dollar bonus um you know there, there's just several different partners that came in on 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 top of solid rock carriers it's just the growth of the tour that kind of got us where we're at um so we were able to add a lot of you know uh, other additional programs in addition to just the general purse um that uh that made you know that will make and and, and made the 22 2020 season um such a good good season to look forward to 
and 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 I think you know this is just the tip of the iceberg for this first race here. What what was the seed? Where where did the seed did that grow from? Because I know I'm kind of thinking, um, you know, at the end of the season for the tracks, you know, from the tracks point of view, they want all the heavy hitters. They want the Philip Morris. They want the Peyton Sellers. They want uh, the Bobby McCartys. They want uh, the Lane Riggs. You know, the touring guys, the guys that stay at the tracks. They want all of those big names to come to their marquee event. And of course. The the uh, the rock the solid rock carriers cars tour marquee event is the big show in Orange County thirty you know thousand plus dollars so you know last year I know you put the the word out hey you called out some of these hot shoes that stay at the tracks that that really like to race under the NASCAR banner or what have you. Um, and called them out said hey man this is the best of the best where are you at did that you know set the seed to to really get your your mind going say hey what what else can we do to get some of these guys to set forth uh you know to call these guys out you know because you got a list you know right here all the the track champions uh for both you know super late models and late models to give them financial reason to come here and race with us yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, I think I think it's a combination of both. We want to make sure we, um, you know, take care of our own, cultivate the the seed that that's already growing here with with our guys, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that. That's why you you see the Touring Twelve program. We got Lucas Oil on board with that, and we've made that program better. A lot of the guys stay the same. You know, eight out of the eight out of the the twelve were returned again, and and you know even. I think you'll see, you know, guys like Trevor Ward, who's not on the program, you know, was still racing with us. So, so you know, we want to take care of our own, but we we did come up with the, um, you know, bonus of champions for late model stocks that that awards, you know, track champions in the region and state champions and and all that other stuff. You know, two hundred dollar bonus anytime that they they run all you know all year any race. Um, you know, and you know, every time we go into these events, we have you know the MPM Marketing, you know, Hometown Hero Award, where we give either three, two, or one free tire to those top three in track points. So, it's not that we want to take these people away and take these guys away from their local tracks. I mean, at the end of the day, the Cars Tour on the late model stock side, we just race ten events, right. just ten events, and as per like this one this past weekend at Southern National. Uh, I believe Hickory Maven is is the only other, you know, track that um, weekly track that was that was racing. So, you know, nine to to you know nine or eight of our events, some some places further up north, they haven't even started racing again. And we're going to be racing our 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 second race here on March 21st, and then then our third race a year on, on the first week of April. And some of those tracks haven't even opened yet. So at the end of the day, you know, there's you know, seven to to, to nine races or, or, or so that uh, that you know uh, perhaps go against their schedule. Um, so really, we still want you know, quote unquote, those cars tour guys to go out and race and support their weekly tracks. We just want to also see you know, hey, you know, those we want the best of the best. We want all parties. We want you know, if you've won a track champion or if you've won won at your your track and you've won a lot of races. You know, come, 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 try your hand. Come race with us. Come experience. It's you know, you know, is is coming going back from the UARA days, and and even now, a lot of the the cool thing about the late model stock tour, it's it's seeing those tour regulars going against those local stars. 
Oh, absolutely. There's nothing I like more that I like to see. And a lot of these tracks now are running every other week or a, a certain you know type schedule to where when we come around and we're close enough, there's nothing more I'd like to see a Mike Looney, a Peyton Sellers, a Greg Edwards, you know, Eddie Johnson, who is a, a gentleman's gentleman's racer, been around since you know Moby Dick was a mentor. You know, uh, you yeah. know, I've done this stuff for a long time, and I remember Eddie Johnson from way back. Barry Beggarly, you know, was yep. racing for National title uh with Dennis Setzer um you know back in the you know late 80s or early 90s or something like that you know so you know he's still uh, putting on shows and won the track championship last year in Orange County so uh, yeah you know and that would give our you know let's see those guys race against our regulars I mean how awesome would that would that be to see a field uh, with those guys in there so and, and that would just be you know the fans would win you know for sure Absolutely, and that's kind of what it's about, and, and you know, and that's all level guys. You got those guys, but even you know, even you know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Southern National we had a guy like Chris Chapman. That's a regular right there. The yes, Southern yeah. National came out there and, and ran with us, and and uh, you know, that's that's what we want to see. We want to see those local guys, you know, come compete with us whenever we come in their backyard. That's that's I think that's kind of the, the cool thing about having a tour. Yeah, and same thing with the super late models. You know, race twenty two, we mainly focus with the the late model stocks, and and by the tour, you know, open the doors with the super late models on the dual, uh, dual race weekends. You know, we we got to pay attention to those guys too, and and I think it's awesome to to have uh, Bubba Pollard finally coming into this market. You know, uh, you know, you read about guys like Bubba Pollard and some of these other. Uh, super late model hot shoes that we never did get to see until you know within the past you know seven eight almost ten years until super late models finally started coming back around you know after the uh, uh, the big you know NASCAR series that used to run years ago uh, then there wasn't any super late model action for a long time so then you just all you could do is read about those guys but now we get to see the Bubba Pollard's race and and hopefully we can get some of these guys you know uh, come in this market and race, you know, Cole Moore and Cassius Clark, uh, Giovanni Bramante and, uh, you know, Mason Mingus, you know, he, you know, get those guys down here, Ty Majeski and all these cats come down here and race with us. You know, how awesome would that be to see uh, this market, to get to see that caliber of uh, super late model guys to come race with our regulars. So, yeah, I think that would be really awesome uh, for this market for sure. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, that's you know, then a lot of names you you, you rattle off on the super side are, are big names and and you know, names we want to see here and and on the super side, um, you know, it, those guys, you know, float around a lot and go to different places. So um, for them, it's 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 no big you know big deal or or they can they can come with their same car, their same roll packages from Wisconsin or wherever they are in Maine or or down south and, and you know like Bubba and Georgia or Florida or whatever and, and come race here in the cars tour and that's that's a huge thing too and and uh um I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of a lot of late model stocks seem to be lining up a little bit like that where all these tracks and 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 you know series of us and stuff are working together we overall just working together uh seems to to be the better better choice at the end Absolutely. Now, you you talked uh, briefly about the uh, the Touring 12, uh, a lot of returning drivers, and uh, so that only left, what, uh, a handful of guys to uh, replace. Um, and I think you guys said uh, 26 entries uh, for those, what, four or five spots that were left. Um, 
you guys talked about that, but I want to know, share with us, uh, the Race 22 faithful and late model stock car fans across the, the East Coast, the process. How to you know, explain the process on the selection? Is there a committee? Is it uh, anyone outside of the um, Cars Tour office? Or, you know, explain the process. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the, I guess this would be the third year of the, the Lucas Oil Touring 12 program for late model stocks. And it's a program we definitely feel the, feel the future of. Um, you know, when you hit on earlier, you know, it's it's about dollars and cents and, and being, you know, financially helping these guys get the track. And that's kind of what we, we see in the future is growing that even more because, um, uh, you know, uh, having those guys, you know, in, in order to have a show, we have to have those guys. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a way we, we're trying to compensate them above and beyond uh, what they 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 uh, earn by by competition. Um, so you know it's it's about participation and not performance. I guess is what I always talk about the touring twelve. And um, you know the way that process works is you know we open up uh, open up the the program. Everybody has to reapply, even if you were uh, you know on it the previous year. But we open that up right around the the um, uh, uh, first week of December or so, right around Thanksgiving. And that, uh, that that application process stayed open until about the first of February, and then um, uh, you know it kind of lists out everything uh, for anyone to see to, to you know what they're what you're getting, what's required of you, and the things that we kind of look at most is um, number one is is what you know what has your been your loyalty to the to, to the cars tour, um, you know in any form or, or fashion, uh, you know your your um, uh, your ability to fulfill the agreement, because uh, part of the agreement is you do have to sign a, a contract, a binding contract, that you will compete in all 10 point, points races in 2020. Um, and then the, 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 third, the third pick is, is kind of, um, uh, you know, um, who, who we feel that uh, would, will be you know, best for the tour on a long term to grow and to build a fan base and 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 you know fulfill the appearances and and those you know obligations to sponsors and fans and things like that that would just be a good ambassador for the for the tour is kind of what we we look at it at so those are kind of the, the three categories that we kind of look at and um you know once once we get all of our applications in it's it's pretty much just internally here here in the office um on, on you know, myself and jack um, and Keeley just kind of, uh, you know, sitting down and, and going through and say, hey, look, you know, this is what this guy's done, and this is what, where he's at, and and you know, uh, uh, you know, and, and we kind of kind of look at it a little bit as as owner and who the driver is, if they're separately, uh, if it's the same person. There's there's a lot that goes into it, and and whenever you have, you know, seven or eight returning, and and uh, you know, about fifteen or sixteen that you have to get down to. Uh, four or five it's dog it's it, it was tough you know it's the toughest it's ever been i would and, not uh, want to have to make those decisions i gotta be honest with you i would not yeah, want to have to make that it's, decision. it's not enjoyable and it's just like the racing say you know especially when you're a race director it's like <laughs> you know you're never going to make everyone happy they already you know, hate you make someone happy. <laughs> that's right yeah it, it's tough it, it i know it is because you, you, somebody's you know uh, somebody's not going to be happy and you know somebody's going to really take it personal and um 
and it's tough. Uh, you know, you know, there's no guarantees going into it. Um, uh, I'm sure. So uh, it, it's tough. I know it's 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 tough. It's a tough decision. Um, I, I know I would hate to have to be the one to uh, to make those decisions, but um, but it's a good class. Um, I think it is. Um, uh, it's a it's a very sharp class. Uh, you you seen. Uh, you know, many Tyrell, bless his heart, he couldn't hardly get things going without uh, had looked, you know, good in practice and had got that thing going stronger and stronger each time they were on the track. And doggone, had nothing uh, but trouble before they can even get going uh, at the drop of the green flag. But I know they'll come back stronger than ever because uh, that is a, a, a good crew. They got great equipment, and I know they were just heartbroken. I felt so bad for them. And, um, didn't have a Tour and 12 winner, but um, the highest finisher, of course, was Deke McCaskill. So that, that group was off to a good start. You know, most of them ran pretty good. Uh, Chad McCombie led. Um, you know, Bobby McCarty's ran up there. Bobby, uh, Brandon Pierce made some noise. So did Lane Rigg. You know, I, I, we're going to talk about Ronald Hill a lot here in just a little bit. Boy, I am so tickled for him. Chad McCombie led some. Corey Heim mixed it up a little bit. Tyler Matthews was up there running nolan pope uh was running strong there in the middle stages so pretty strong group there of the touring 12 so uh we wanted to mention those guys so well let's uh let's jump in and uh talk about uh, race number one was the late model stock cars uh this past saturday southern national motorsports park the solid rock carriers 300 presented by sri performance Man, how exciting was it to finally get it to the racetrack, uh, Chris? I know you worked so hard, and you feel like you never get an off-season. Although, on social media, it looks like you had a pretty fine off-season there in uh, in tropical uh, 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 tropical setting there, uh, looks like for you there. So it looks like you did enjoy some time off. But I know you, you're always working uh, if you're sitting still. But um, uh, I know it had to be... Uh, awesome to get back to the track, but I don't know about you, but uh, we got to mention uh, David Lightning Sanders. Um, Saunders, I'm sorry. Uh, when I got to the track, uh, before I walked on uh, through the gate, my heart was kind of fluttering and um, kind of said a little prayer to myself. You know, him and we had so many losses in the off season. Man, it was it was really tough. Uh, what a what a tough off season. Uh, we lost, uh, you know, in, in what, yesterday, um, uh, David uh, Rogers, a super late model great from Florida. Um, yeah, another 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 guy, too, to mention that, uh, that um, he, you know, was a, was a car store. Actually, I had, had late model stock tech official, but Greg Harvey. Yeah, Greg um, Harvey, was, yes. Yeah, you know, was a one. staple on the, on the UARE. Yeah tour for a while but uh you know yeah it was it was you know it was kind of a little thing that um you know we we kind of talked about you know with with our officials and stuff like that and and, and definitely definitely had some thoughts and stuff you know on our internal meetings internal yeah. meetings when we were we were there at the track so it was it was definitely tough and different to to not have lightning there and and um you know that's that's whenever you've got a guy that's a, a, a you know such a big impact not only for us, but but the, the late model stock industry, it's it's kind of a you know it, it's just a different feel initially. Um, you know, I, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm probably not the best at that kind of stuff, but I always feel like time is probably the best medicine. Um, yeah. You know, for 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 things and and uh, 
you know, definitely not, you know, uh, forgotten, but uh, just kind of, kind of helps helps things a little bit. Uh, but it was cool to see, you know, it was cool to see, you know, the tech building, uh, you know, Michael Diaz over at Southern National. Yeah. Him and him and them had, had kind of named the 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 tech building there after 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 Lightning there and and um, uh, you know actually you know a lot of people probably don't know about this but on on Sunday there was a big uh, late model stock right. and track and chassis chassis builder uh, kind of seminar that uh, you know kind of getting everybody on the same page and that was right. kind of that seminar was kind of kind of you know named after after Lightning so. You know, definitely a, a lot of memories there, and and uh, so it was it was a little different, but um, you know, uh, we did what he would want us to do. You absolutely. know, as he always said, "Keep on." So that's what we did. Yep, absolutely. And and uh, a long time friend. I mean, way back uh, in the Stone Ages uh, of of long time friend Craig Murto. Um, known yep. him for a long time, uh, covering this stuff, and um, you know, we lost him uh, as well. So uh, before I walked in, you know, I thought, man, I, I really dedicate this season uh, to Craig Murto, longtime friend. Um, uh, I think Langley's got some uh, things he wants to announce in the upcoming uh, uh, future, uh, but I'll let him do that. But um, uh, that, you know, those, those, that one was tough, losing Craig. I've known him for a long time. I was out of the sport for a long time, but I kept up with him. Um, loved the guy. Absolutely loved the guy. Um, so I, I, you know, for me covering this stuff back and doing this stuff and just and able to do it with my son is such a joy. And then you know, now, you know, we're not, we're not spring chickens anymore. And, uh, you know, God has a plan and, and I'll never question his plan, but, um, it's tough and it hurts and, and you're right time and try to stay busy. Um, and dedicate, you know, for me personally, I'll dedicate, uh, uh, this season and try to work just as hard to keep him just as proud as always for for craig but uh but yeah it's awesome to finally get uh, the racing season 2020 underway um and uh to get to the track and get busy and and trying to not uh let the the old heart uh, get too heavy uh, uh as we we got there and, and and got busy but uh it's awesome to get to the track and see all the new colors and and uh, you know all the sheet metal not bent yet and everybody all excited and the drivers all uh new uniforms everybody's crisp and clean and everybody's all geared up and see the drivers with their new teams it's awesome to see um you know the 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 Falk performance you know with their new drivers uh, um you know um Jonathan Finley, uh, which is, you know, he's a veteran driver, veteran late model driver. Usually they have a, a development driver. So that's a unique situation, and we want to uh, get with him and put him on one of our other podcasts. But uh, it's awesome to see all these new faces and new faces that have committed to the tour uh, with the late model stocks. Uh, so that's got to be exciting for you to see these new faces and uh, to see them eagerly to jump up and uh, to race with you guys. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, you know cool to have new people. You know, that kind of kind of you know maybe feels like you're you're getting you know you know we're heading in the right direction. Is 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 whenever it attracts new people. You know, new people as of, of all ages. Obviously, like you said, you mentioned um, you know a couple of young guys in um, Jonathan Schaefer and, and and Connor Mozak who had a great run. Uh, Gage Painter is another one. Um, Matt Cox, but. Uh, 
it's also cool to get those veteran guys that maybe you finally caught the eye on or, or it worked out where they can come run, you know, like Chad McCombie. Um, you know, uh, another big one I think he'll be a big asset to the series is Mike Darn. Um, right. Mike Darn will be, be, be an asset to the series, I feel like. Oh, yeah, he was running really super throughout the course of the race. Um, qualifying, uh, you know, was, when they qualified, it was um, – uh, it was kind of cool when they had to practice. I know I wasn't there Friday. Uh, it was a little windy, so I don't know how all that affected the cars. That track's pretty fast, but it's kind of like a Myrtle Beach deal. The track is kind of abrasive. I know Mike and the staff put the, uh, the what's it called? Vita. I was calling it the wrong stuff all weekend. I called it something different. Everybody, every time we talked about it, um, but it's uh, the the the, the uh, PJ one. There you go. I'll call it PJ. PJ on the track and. Um, did they apply it twice, once before the event or on Friday and then on Saturday between practice and qualifying, correct? So we only did it once. That was kind of a call that uh, that, that that I made, um, okay. and uh, we, we just put it on before qualifying there on, on, on Saturday. Okay. Uh, we put it on pretty thick, pretty heavily. Um, actually, Mason Diaz, uh, you know, Michael's son, who's – who you also see racing a little bit in late models in the E series and and done some truck stuff like that. He man, he he got in there and, and worked his tail off, and they put that uh, put that PJ one on the second second groove, and and really it made right, for some some of the best racing that I've ever seen, and I've heard that repeated from a lot of people who've seen seen a lot of races at Southern National. I mean. Uh, at, uh, at at a lot of points during that that late model stock race, it looked like Talladega uh, <laughs> at seventy miles an hour. Absolutely, uh, the racing was phenomenal. It really was. Um, during qualifying, you know, everybody was surprised that you know uh, the track was changed uh, between practice and qualifying, but it was the same for everybody. So uh, yeah. you know, there was no sense you know getting all tore up. And that's what the drivers kept saying. You know, I don't like it, but it's the same for everybody. So no big deal. It'll it's the same for everybody. So, uh, but the track, you know, everybody said, you know, it was kind of slicker than what I thought. I was expecting this and I was expecting that. But you just answered that question by saying you guys laid it on pretty thick. So that stuff doesn't dry instantly. So I'm sure it was kind of gummy or gooey when they went to qualify. Yeah, I mean, that that was, you know, it was the thing of, of, of we felt like that was the right time because it was, a, it was a day race and when it was cool in the temperature and the track really has to be clean. Um, for that to all happen and, and based on the time and everything. And when we did it, we felt like that was best. And when we did apply it, we just applied it in the second groove up. Um, right. You know, at, after paying attention of two days' worth of practice, you know, uh, you know, 95% of the people are running right on the bottom. And after watching, you know, probably a majority of the same guys, you know, saying saying that they wish we hadn't done it, after watching them make <laughs> mock runs, you know, watching them right on that white line all the way at the bottom – I, it, we felt like it was it was in an area that um, wouldn't be really used too much, right. except for for under racing conditions. Well, it, uh, you know the race. I mean, we can't say that enough. Um, I was there, then I went back and watched uh, to make sure. Uh, you know, because I, I I'm not as mobile as a, as I once was. Now Daniel, he'll fill me in on some of the the other side of the track. But I went and watched it to to, to take notes on some of the thing I missed. Uh, the racing was phenomenal. And, and while I'm at it, I meant to do this first thing. Uh, tip of the cap to uh, Tyler uh, filling in for um, for Tony. He did a fantastic job. I love Tyler as it is, but, and I love his work. I mean, he, he prepares. He, he has a, a soothing 
voice and a wonderful speech pattern. He gets the job done, and he comes prepared, and he delivers. But, man, he did a wonderful job. Absolutely. I definitely definitely echo that. He's great to work with, class act, um, you know, great personality, um, and, and just a, a, a great um, fit for, for the organization. So um, definitely like having, having, having Tyler there on, on the mic. Yeah, and Jacqueline seems like she enjoyed working with him. They had a pretty good chemistry and looked like she was having fun and uh, seemed getting more and more comfortable doing that and running around doing her thing. I know she really enjoys doing the, the pit road, and uh, we were down there swapping notes and uh, messing around on uh, the uh, social media and uh, looked like she was really having fun and enjoying herself as well and uh, really uh, having some good reports and um, was right there in the, in the middle of things in the big melee there on uh, turn uh, turn three uh, or four rather um, uh, she was right there in the middle of things getting some good good uh, reports down there yeah no and Jacqueline does a, does a good job and I, I do think they they worked well together and and um you know, fans coming to the track this year. Or, you know, she's been doing a lot of a lot of pit road, you know, uh, reporting. Which she'll she'll do that a little bit there with with the broadcast. But fans will get to see her a little bit more. And, and something that we're trying to move to, she'll kind of be a the event host that um, yeah uh, that we'll see. You know, kind of in the you know driver introductions and fans coming in and talking to people. You know, and and, and just kind of interacting. And and you know, when we get into these night races where the days are a little bit longer and times a little bit more you know, talking with people in FanFest and things like that. So I, th- I think uh, I think she'll be a, an asset there to add a little bit different of an element and uh, take a little little stuff, you know, a little uh, time for, for Tony to, you know, obviously he's he's the, the voice of the tour on, on the broadcast and calling that action, but also, you know, kind of kind of directing the, the Cars Tour TV. But, um, you know, really it's just one of those things where we're trying to up our game a little bit and, and professional with it, you know, no different than, you know, when you watch on, on on Fox, you're at a NASCAR race. You know, there's the there's the track you know track uh, you know announcer, and and it kind of does does a lot of the the event type stuff. And then there's the the TV racing side of things, and that's that's what we're trying to try to 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 get more in line with. And and that's that's uh, I think that's a good thing. Oh, absolutely, and I vote I vote for that with both hands because um, I think the fans would rather um, be greeted by her versus Tony. Uh, she's no, no, a whole would. lot easier to look at than Tony. Let me vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, uh, yeah, she she's she's awesome at that. She does a fantastic job for that, uh, no doubt. But uh, looking at qualifying, uh, Deke McCaskill he went out fairly late. Connor Mozick uh, went out fairly, or he was the first one out there, I believe, or first or second, and uh, laid a lap down that uh, stuck pretty for a long time until uh, Deke went out. Uh, Deke's time was what a uh, fifteen three eighty five was the pole speed pole time uh, for this past weekend. The uh, track record for the single lap uh, is still holding strong since two thousand sixteen with a fifteen two six seven. So um, you know if, if the VTEC would have been put down beforehand, who knows? But you know, like you said, you put it from the second groove up. But um, uh, the track was fast even without that stuff. Uh, that's that's pretty close to that's you know still well over 90 miles an hour for qualifying uh, during the day when the track is cold. Um, but uh, speaking, you know, before we get into the, the the finishing order and things like that and performance of some of these racers and some of the issues during the race, uh, let's talk about tires just a little bit, just a little bit. 
some of the guys and just, you know, picking the brains and talking about tires, some of the guys had a lot of questions. You know, some of the guys were, were wondering. Some guys were saying, hey, are these the tires left over from, you know, last year from the last race of the uh, of the tour? Or is, are these a different type of compound or a different construction? Uh, is there Was there anything different? I know the, the entry said F45s, and that's what the series always runs. But was there any any different uh, tire brought uh, for this event? Uh, or was it purely the VTEC that was on the track that made a difference for uh, the performance of the race? Well, I mean, I, I know for a fact that, that these tires are, are new, were, you know, a new batch that, that came okay. in. Um, we pretty much had, had no tires left, you know, left over from, from last year because just the way it, it was there, you know, we, we raced and then we raced in, in, in I guess, August and not until till we got to South Boston finale. And uh, so they definitely were not, uh, you know, old tires or anything like that. So they, you know, so they were fresh tires that we had just got. Now, as far as what Hoosier does anything differently, <laughs> I can't answer that. And I don't, I don't know that, okay. um, you know, um, you know, as far as when I, you know, whenever I, I, I you know, I, when MTP tire, uh, you know, puts in the order and, and it's F45 RS is like we've always run, then, then that's what they sh- ship down and send to us. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if if there's something that they're doing or something that that could be a little different, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that that I guess that kind of would be a very unknown thing on the cars tour side, um, and. Uh, yeah, so uh, tires being fresh, yes. Uh, okay. Were you know were they made any differently? If they were, I don't know that. Okay. Um, and so that that that's probably the you know that's the, that's just the, the the truth and shooting you straight type thing is is um you know and, and could have been the track I don't know you know um, okay. uh, you know it's kind of like a lot of things I, f- I feel like you know you have that first race and. Let's all you know, let's all jump jump to conclusions on on race one. You know what I mean? That's right. So, uh, you know, we we got Hickory here in a couple of weeks and and see and and uh, um, yeah. So as far as I know, they were it was status quo on tires. Yeah, and you know, listening to some of the guys, and I remember this um, back in '98. Um, there was a, a change in plants where. Uh, I think they were the Goodyear Eagles, the uh, bias ply. I think they were um, the Goodyear Eagles um, uh, late model stock tires. And they changed plants on where they made them. And it made a big difference on uh, how they performed, how they ran, um, uh, and how how you, you run them in and all that good stuff. And, and that's all they changed is where they, 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 they made them. Uh, so I'm, something like that popped in my head. I thought, well, did they change yeah. plants or did they get them from a different uh, plant? Um, so, you know, just the way my mind works. Um, so I just wonder if, you know, just, you know, the, from listening to the guys, I, you know, I thought I'd throw that in there. Just wondered if uh, if they had preview to that information. So um, just thought I'd throw that in there, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a look at the uh, top 10 finishing. Uh, some awesome racing, like we said, throughout the whole race. Um, some some really good competition racing. Uh, I mean, 
everybody we talk to, I mean, we're still just grinning and just off to a great start. I mean, that's going to be a tough act to follow no matter where, what is the next track. track Hickory um, always prov- provides a great, fantastic race. I don't care what they say. There is two grooves there. It just depends on if you're man enough to use it. That's what that's I was right. told. That's what I was told. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that I would. <laughs> but um, what well, we had four leaders. Uh, 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 see, Deke McCaskill led. You know, right off the bat for the first 26 lap. Craig Moore uh, freight trained him there. Caught him off guard. And, uh, I did a post race interview with him, and uh, he said he was ready to cruise and thought some of the veterans were. He said he figured uh, around lap 50, 60, some of the young guys would try to play rabbit. And he said, next thing you know, he saw the number one go by. He said it really surprised him. Taylor Gray, of course, led. Chad McCumbie uh, led some. So uh, then he had some uh, rear end issue or something like that, that uh, where he fell back. But uh, fantastic racing, double wide racing through the field. Uh, there was a couple of issues through the middle portion of the race. We'll talk about that just uh, briefly um there was some contact between trevor ward and bobby mccarty and both drivers were sent to the back now is this if you're part of it you're going to the back is this something new or is it a judgment call on each time or uh, is uh, you know how's the philosophy this year on um uh, contact or spins or anything to do with uh, uh contacts during uh, the course of the race for the late models well try to try to keep it consistent as 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 years passed um you know um you know and, and I, I i just kind of looked at the replay and, and saw that you know bobby kind of got got into uh to, to trevor there and uh, you know like i said those those guys are a pretty good buddy so i don't think it was was anything intentional but, no. but things happen um you know and um uh you know trevor spun and and, and was part of the caution and, and then bobby got penalized for for rough driving there, um, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, of course, I, I see the incident, and, I, and I'm watching the whole field, uh, so I don't see what led up to that, or the five laps, or ten laps, or, or, or this guy driving in the middle of the track, so, you know, that's the hard part whenever you do have that human element and a judgment call, as I call the, the, the instant there, uh, no different than, you know, than, than, you know, basketball, where, you know, uh, you know, you know, hey, you know, you just call that instant foul. You know, no, hey, you know, ref, did you see what he's been doing or whatever? Same thing with, right. with you know, football or whatever. You, you call that instant. That's that's all you can see. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think it was um, just a judgment call type thing. And and uh, but probably the, the the insider part on on Trevor Ward's side of thing is is whenever he spun, he spun right in 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 front of of car store official actually series owner jack mcnally and when he was turned he was pointing right at her at jack and jack noticed he wasn't wearing fire gloves oh driving gloves at all so that uh his day actually went from you know catching a break or whatever <laughs> i guess penalizing the guy putting the rear and 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 or 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 being a bad day to a really bad day yeah. so once uh once we saw that we come in and and, and checked and, and and double checked and he didn't have gloves and um yeah so that for he because of that um you know that's, that's kind of a big big uh big no big penalty right away um so his his big penalty was he got penalized to one lap penalty that he could not be made up on a lucky dog and therefore he also had to go to the rear um, since he was a penalized car so that's actually 
was was the bigger repercussion on his side of things for having to come in and get racing gloves on. Now that is uh, part of the rule book. Uh, drivers must have uh, driving gloves on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a safety thing, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I agree with that. Fire suit, helmet, you know, fire, you know, gloves, driving shoes. Those are all kind of kind of part of the part of the elements that 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 uh, on the safety side of things and and. Um, you know, as as we've seen with with a couple of these incidents, and and uh, you know, uh, at all levels, but especially the 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 the, the track level, you know, and and you know, if you want to go talk to somebody about what fire does at at the late model stock level, go go talk to Bradley McCaskill or or look at his skin graphs or or things like that. You know, right. he'll be the first to tell you that uh, stuff like that's important. Absolutely, yeah. You don't want to. Uh, wish you had him uh, for an incident that's too late. Absolutely, and he knows better. I'm sure his pop uh, Dean uh, was was not too happy with him for that. Uh, not for yeah, getting, like I said, it's, it's not a thing he does on a regular <laughs> basis. Maybe it was just a uh, just yeah. a mistake. But uh, right. anyways, we you know had to had to get that that fixed up there. Yeah, and on Bobby's side of things, I mean he's such a uh, meticulous driver. Uh, knowing him, he's. Um, watching that car and knows the weakness so he's nestled up for that car to make a mistake and if the driver makes a mistake and they make contact then it's on that other driver and i feel bad for for bobby for for doing you know that kind of driving and holding his line and the other driver makes a mistake and they make contact which possibly is not Bobby's fault, and then he gets penalized. But, you know, who knows if that's the case either. But, you know, just watching Bobby and knowing how, you know, how meticulous he is and how much car control he has, you know, he's, um, you know, he, he's pretty pretty sharp behind the wheel. So I hate to see him get penalized in a situation like that if, you know, that's, you know, if that was the, the case. But, I you know, I... Man, I've seen him do uh, do that a lot, in, in where it's not a penalty um, or, or not yeah, rough no, driving, you know. So it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's not a you know Bobby's not a guy who has a big history of that you know this this race with tire strategy and, and conservation. You kind of depending on what strategy, um, you know, the thing that I wanted to convey. Depending on what strategy, you saw guys that have strategy that stayed up towards the front and right. packed race and, 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 and safe tires, but, but always kept their position towards the front meticulously. Yeah. And then you had guys that, um, that, that just hung out in the back or, or whatever and, and saved tires this way. But, uh, you know, the message that, that I thought that, uh, as a whole is, you know, if you were the guy that, that stayed in the back and, 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 and held your strategy, you need to race everybody just as the guys up front in that packed race. Right. You know, you don't, you don't, because you have more tire tire left, you don't have presence over, you know, racing them a different way than they had raced in the first 75 laps or so, each other. So, um, and it, you know, and, you know, Southern National is a, is a place that, you know, traditionally we haven't had two crews where you could, you know, it would, it would, it would be, you know, it would kind of, you know, going back to Talladega or Daytona reference, it would be like getting stuck, you know, stuck on the in the middle or getting stuck stuck on on one side and the whole whole line goes by you that's right. that's traditionally what what southern national has been you know we'd go in there and if you got stuck on the outside and what didn't get down to the bottom then you got freight train and go would go from fifth to 15 but 
this year because of the PJ1, you know, guys ran side by side for for lap after lap, and there was two grooves, and guys like Chad McCombie and others, they they went to the front that way. Yeah, absolutely, and and I really thought uh, watching, you know, those guys do their thing and kind of wondered in those last 25, 30 laps how much they'd have to to defend off some of these guys that were cruising like the two-car and like the 44. Uh, thought that you know those guys were going to be hard to fight off later in the in the race you know uh de- you know depending on how things fell in line you know speaking of the two car brandon pierce uh, got into uh, a couple of altercations um uh, racing hard there with with the pack once uh, the latter part of the ranks is in uh really dicing and maneuvering in and out and uh, you know, fighting for position, rooting and gouging, and everybody was doing it right. If a car had position, the spotters was on the, you know, right there, and, and everybody was giving and going, and uh, it was just some fantastic racing. And he and um, he and Lane Riggs uh, got together, you know, sheet metal. It was mostly cosmetic, and uh, had a flat tire, had to pit. Uh, but he fought back for a top five finish. You know, everybody thought his day was done. But you know, they there's no quitting those rig boys. Uh, you know, what was your view of that? Uh, just racing, and uh, you know, of course, Lane had to go to the back because he pitted. But well, actually, that particular incident, um, I didn't see, and we didn't have any video stuff um, uh, for for the Lane Riggs incident. So you know, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I caught caught the end of that there between Lane and the two. Kind of caught the end of it. So I wasn't exactly sure what what had you know looked up and and you know Dan, Danny Willard's up there with me and, and he didn't quite see and then we went to the the video and, and the multiple cameras and they just just didn't have that incident because there's a lot of racing a little bit further up front um, so that particular incident we we didn't ah. I think Doc what 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 you're you're talking to is probably the the incident where where the 27 went around and, and caused the no I'm the, not uh, I haven't got to that uh, yet I'm getting to that. <laughs> Okay, you well, ain't off the I, hook I, yet. There was no penalty on the on the two. On okay, the, on the two and that, Yeah, I should have rephrased the question. I was asked. I should have asked. Was there a penalty? There uh, was not. There okay. was not because there was there was you know no no you know uh, you know like I said no I, visual I on that for you. Okay, be, be honest and straight and and uh, um, you know and then we we if, if if something that we don't catch or I don't catch we we go back and look at the video. And, and, and there was nothing to find there that we we had anything to look at. So okay. if, if you didn't if you didn't see it or you can't see it, how do you how do you make a call on it? You know. Right. So um, so yeah, that particular incident there there was there was no incident. So actually the the uh, two of, of Pierce stayed stayed right where he was and and uh, no harm no foul. Okay. I, don't, I don't you know like I said there's I'm not not really sure what happened there and in '99 because he was uh was was a caution and had damage anyways he he came in and, and restarted on the field there okay all right so shortly thereafter that now we're at the big one and i was standing in turn four got some uh uh some footage of that and um uh not sure how it started but it it almost looked like on video uh but it looked like the three three the three cars of the 27 the two and the 74 all banged up i mean it looked like the 27 maybe got just a slight loose and they were all running nose to tail with no what you couldn't put a sheet of paper in between them and almost like you've been referencing you know talladega running nose to tail one car bobbles then everybody's domino effect and that's almost to me that's what it looked like 
and it almost looked like it wasn't really anybody's fault. Um, although, uh, you know, of course, the fans are going to think it's one driver's or another fault. And, of course, um, Tommy, uh, was everybody knows who he thought was at fault because he really showed <laughs> displeasure with Brandon. Bless, you know, bless his heart. He was not happy and, and got his car uh, really tore up and several others. I uh, really hated to see uh, folks get their cars tore up. But I was really worried about Gage Painter because uh, the uh, Matt Co uh, Cox car was the rear corner was right at his window but uh, when I got a better angle to look um, and for the record I did not go past the wall I stayed within the boundaries of the wall I did not go on the track where that was a good uh, move. yeah I saw others uh, where you know Jacqueline is authorized she's part of the broadcast she's authorized but I did not I stayed behind the wall um and got my pictures and got, you know, what, what, what I needed from race 22. But, uh, but the angle, I got a better angle where the corner was not uh, breaching inside or touching the window. But I was really, at first I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, I thought it was inside the window there. But he was trying to get out and couldn't get out because the sheet metal was uh, from the fender was all bent back. And he was trying to get out the other side. And he thought, well, maybe we can fix this thing, get back out there, which they did, which was really really good but that is a sharp young driver uh they got back out there and he pedaled that thing out there to get a finish and you know and it's important for a young driver to to not have a dnf on his first race he's out there a little nervous racing with some you know big time late model stock car racers he's on a tour and i don't know if he's ever raced there so it's important for him to, to not have a dnf on his first race and he accomplished that so hats off to those guys really good uh, group and that's a talented very talented young racer and um and so was, i was glad nobody got hurt in that instant because it happened pretty quick and um and uh so as far as you and your role uh from the tower um walk us through how you had to make that call well i mean that, that was a particular one that that we did see right away and that we did see um you know looking at it and, and did have video and and stuff and you know um it, it you know, it. I, I think it was a situation where the the uh, the you know 27 was 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 pretty consistent uh, through the through the through the turns. If not, 27 actually could could turn under guys a little bit better. Uh, so especially coming off of, of four there, but uh, the, and 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 then the two had really strong runs on on the entrance of of uh, of going into three and. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think that they were all kind of kind of stacked up a little bit there, um, but uh, you know, from from my perspective, it looked like the two just got into the 27. I, I think the two got into the 27, and and right behind him, yes, the 74 Ronald was there, um, but the, you know, the the as you know, as as kind of stated before, is is just you know seeing that initial thing of of. You know, spinning a guy out there, and, and uh, you know, or, or coming off your front bumper in front of a uh, in front of the, the field is just just you know. It, I think we're lucky that it it was as clean as it was, honestly, and there was a, a lot more damage by a lot more guys. Um, and and uh, you know, I know it's I know it's kind of go time, but you know, once again, you got to kind of kind of pass those guys in the same way they've been racing each other in the in the first seventy five laps, just because you've got a little bit better tires. Um, and, and I, I guess probably the thing of, of 
of going, you know, of looking and, and watching and, and seeing because they were all in a pack together and they all were to the front. There, there was there was really no place to go if, if you know, at all. You know, if you did get around him or whatever, there was, you know, everybody was two by two by two. Right, um, yeah, there was no escape. So, <laughs> yeah, so there was no place. You weren't, you know, you really weren't going nowhere. So, you know, um, you know, no contact whatsoever would have been the best strategy at the time and, and I know things happen and, and, and that's just part of it and, and you know uh, Brandon's really good at Southern National uh, we all know that he, he's a good racer there uh, he, he won, won he was the defending winner of the race right um, so um, you know and uh, yeah I mean you know once again it's just just, just a, a judgment call by, by looking at it and, and saying hey you know it uh, felt like that uh, didn't have to do it and, and, and maybe you know, maybe made a mistake. Maybe got slowed down. I, you know, I, it's 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 just the the you know referee side of 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 a sport. In yeah, so Brandon texted me after the race and you know said he didn't just didn't agree with the call, but uh, you know understood or whatever. And, and uh, you know um, we'll move on and go to Hickory. And and um, you know I totally agree. Like I said. Uh, uh, just, just, just a, a human element of, of making a call, and and um, just glad there wasn't more cars torn up from from for whatever reason, and uh, go to Hickory, and you know, each and every time, you know, everyone's had a clean clean slate and made the call. And we'll go on. Yeah, yeah, good. You know, nobody else. You know, nobody got hurt, and no, you know, no more cars that were involved. So uh, that's the good thing. Um, one thing of you know, uh, with that uh, afterwards, you know, of course, everybody thought, well, what's going to happen? Is the rig screw going to go down there, or is somebody else going to go down there? Well, of course, you know, the reporter in me was cu- curious as well. So uh, I, I gave Daniel, you know, my, crew, my my cameraman that you finally got to meet. Uh, so he was, yep. you know, he's been geeked up for. Two months, uh, hard to handle. Could not wait for the season to start. <laughs> so, uh, I gave him instructions on what to do post race. So I had my ideas, um, and I think uh, Mr. McNally he uh, had his ideas. He was standing right beside me, and um, watched Brandon get out of his car. And um, Tommy Lemons Jr. went over to the pits, and uh, he all he, he it was. He wanted to talk to him, and he waited patiently. I think uh, Brandon's girlfriend helped him get his helmet off, get out of the car, and Tommy waited patiently. He didn't rush. He didn't bum rush, push the girlfriend out of the way. He waited patiently until the girlfriend was done. Brandon got out of the car, and they had a a face-to-face conversation, um, and they both shared each other's sides, and Mr. McNally let him talk, let him, you know, you know, you know, hash it out. They both, you know, said, "All right, that's the way it is," and and over and done with. They pat each other on the backs and, "Okay, that's your version. That's your version. All right, whatever, whatever. That's the way it is. All right, that's the way we're going to race. See ya." And you know, I I I, I was there, um, and uh, you know, myself, my style. I'm gonna let them talk. If they want to tell me what the, was in the conversation then they'll tell me i'm not going to force my way in there to um to get something if it's between the drivers then i'll let them have their space um there was some some other folks there that were trying to bum rush them and uh, we made sure we let them talk um yeah no i mean i think that's you know i think that's that's exactly our style what we, we do and you know uh yeah as you said i mean we're 
we're a huge believer of letting the, the, the you know two parties get together and and, and you know uh, talk about it and sort things out themselves and you know I mean you know Tommy did everything the right way and, yeah, and absolutely there's nothing nothing gonna fix or change or change things now you know what I mean so you right. can talk about it and 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 set a set a set a, a tone for the future for sure right. and, and the way things are gonna be and um, you know it, it goes back. You know, uh, it ain't like the guys are enemies. I mean, last right. year, you know, Brand, uh, Brandon had an incident at Langley where where something happened, and 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 his, you know, I think it rear end broke and backed it in the wall at Langley, and and uh, him and Tommy worked out a deal, and he ended up driving Tommy's car. Right, you know? just to get so, that start. Absolutely, see that. Yeah, so it, it it happens, you know, and and things like that. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, let them two talk about having having someone else in between. It doesn't really help much right um and then let them tell you the story afterwards i mean i think that's kind of kind of kind of the best policy plus if uh if you if you follow race 22 for any length of time um you know they talk about this uh big new moon coming ain't got nothing on langley austin if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> so, and i don't want any part of that so i'll keep my distance I, and plus i have a belt langley refuses still to wear a belt but anyway uh, top 10 from this past weekend for the late model stock cars. Uh, Taylor Gray was the big victorious. Uh, he's the first driver uh, since uh, the car store had been going there to f- finish first, to be the winner, started outside the top six. He started seventh, so now he raised the bar. Now you can start outside the top six and win the race there. <laughs> uh, Deep McCaskill was the pole winner. He finished second. Connor Mozick uh, started uh, what uh, fifth. And finished third. He um, really impressive. Really uh, impressed with him. Um, I talked to him about the start. You know, he, everybody thought he just missed a shift. Well, he's been racing the uh, pro. Uh, what they call pro mo- pro, uh, pro pro late model. Pro late model. Thank you. Uh, pro late models, and they don't use the clutch on the start. They have a different type of transmission. Apparently, uh, you know, I'm coming back into this stuff. I got I got to relearn all this stuff. So, you know, he's geared up, ready to go. So, you know, he's racing down in Florida at Speed Weeks in that pro late model. So it all, you know, went back to his head. He's ready to go. So he shifted at the initial start, like he's in a pro late model. But you know, that was a mistake. And of course, you know, he. He had to keep his cool, keep his car straight, and there was no incident. So, to me, that's impressive that he kept his cool and didn't get anybody else involved and didn't tear up the transmission and didn't blow the motor over revving it, panicking, and got it in gear, fell back in line, and raced his way back up uh, to a top, you know, three finish. Um, to me, that's impressive. You know, he's a college student uh, at High Point University, I think, and uh, he's, he's sharp. That's a sharp young man. Uh, Josh Berry, you know, out of that same stable, uh, Junior Motorsports, uh, finished fourth. Lane Riggs tops out the top five, even though he had trouble. Man, that's a pretty diverse top five. It was, and and um, yeah, you know, you, you you had had some young guys, you had some some veterans. Um, you know, Deke was fast at his home track, um, and you know, that's probably the most most impressive one that that really sticks sticks out is is Connor Mozak in his first start. Um, you know, it uh it um the junior motorsports drivers have, have, have you know, came in and, and there's been some talented ones for sure. You know, uh William Byron and Christian Eckes and uh, Anthony Alfredo. you know, sometimes it takes them a little bit to get started. Um, but uh, you know, Connor has set the bar pretty early, uh pretty high yeah. for himself and uh 
you know, I think the the big thing that um, you know you see a lot of these young guys is is you know qualifying up front and then, then holding you know holding their pace up front while while still conservative. And uh, Connor did a, a good job of that. So um, it'll be, be interesting to see how how he how he maintains that uh, throughout the year. Oh yeah, especially going to his home track uh, at our next event. So uh, I really expect him to be flying high. Uh, at our next event at the Hickory Motor Speedway, and we'll be talking about that here shortly. Uh, the bottom p- half of the top ten, Mike Darn was very impressive, led some, ran up front through the most of the event. Uh, very impressive for him uh, out of Concord, North Carolina. Uh, really excited to have him racing with us uh, throughout this season. And how about finishing seventh, started 21st, the thrill. Ronald Hill uh, advanced 14 positions uh, so excited for him, man. I am so thrilled that he's got off to a, a great start this season. Uh, man, I'm excited for him. Finished in seventh. Jonathan Finley, great finish for him. Finished in eighth with his new ride with uh, Lee Falk Racing. So excited for him. You, you couldn't ask for better folks, Lee Falk Racing. Um, uh, Jonathan Schaefer, a uh, very sharp young man. Finished in the top ten his first race uh, with the um, – uh, Toyota folks uh, finished at ninth. Bobby McCarty really fought ill handling car. Said he kind of went with the wrong package, uh, but uh, very sharp uh, driving, very skilled to come back and finish tenth because he had really had to work hard to get that top ten finish. And Justin Johnson mentioned him earlier. Mentioned the car number, couldn't remember his name. You know, I'm old, I forget stuff. But um, <laughs> you know, he he cruised, and I really thought he and. Uh, um, Brandon was really going to finish first and second the way they were cruising uh, when things were going caution-free when we had the first two uh, uh, competition cautions. I thought, man, they're going to have brand-new tires in the last, uh, you know, 30, 35 laps, and they are going to wear them out. But uh, but it's so great to see Justin back at the track and racing, and hopefully we'll see them at more uh, Cars Tour events. But uh, fantastic, fantastic finish for those guys. But, man, we couldn't ask for a better late model stock car race. I think uh, that alone, uh, folks got their money's worth, no doubt about it. But uh, uh, there was some more racing, super late models. Uh, the fans got to see some fast lightning uh, super late models uh, at the, uh, the event this past weekend, Southern National Motorsports Park. Uh, they were fast, 15.138 almost 96 miles an hour uh, qualifying out there. Matt Craig uh, was the winner, started second. How about Trevor Knowles? He's that. He's pretty much his home track out of Fuquay, Verena. Um, I don't know if I said it right, but it sure is the best I can do. Um, driving for a, um, a buddy out of Oklahoma, uh, Donnie, um, uh, fantastic car owner, man. You're talking about love, somebody that loves racing. To come all the way uh, from Oklahoma to race with the Cars Tour, man, that how exciting is that? That you got guys coming to race uh, with the Super Late models from up way up north, Maine and Connecticut, and now Oklahoma um, to provide uh, rides for guys like Trevor Knowles, and you know, I think they're running the whole season. Uh, or they pretty, are pretty close they to are, it. Yep. Yeah, Trevor will go for the championship. This That's year. awesome, fantastic, and what a combination! Because uh, you know they won the uh, race last year, and uh, they're going to be strong. Stephen Ass uh, finished third. Travis Braden finished fourth. Tra- uh, Carson Quapple uh, finished fifth. Good run for him. Cody Connor, great looking car and driver suit. Looked like a, le- a, a tiger or something out there. 
Uh, you can't never miss that car. Mike Hopkins finished seventh. Hudson Halder finished eighth, ninth. Mike Spinney from up here in King, uh, just north of Winston-Salem, where the home uh, studio is for Race 22 production. Uh, Austin McDonald rounded out the top ten out of Canada. So absolutely thrilled to have Austin racing with us and got him a top ten finish. But um, some other news, uh, you know, some of the top cats there, uh, Bubba Pollard was coming on strong there. I had a question about that. Uh, you know, he was uh, in an altercation there last year, had a, um, uh, a fine and, and was suspended five races. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, uh, Chris. It's only been, what, two or three races? But don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong now. Let me, let me preface that. I am absolutely thrilled. To see Bubba Pollard racing back with the Cars Tour. Absolutely love the guy. Uh, he wasn't very talkative. I didn't press him for anything. Um, uh, but hadn't seen him since Martinsville when he raced the late mile stock car uh, at Martinsville. But, uh, you know, he, I just noticed he wasn't a whole lot talkative. So I don't know um, if he was happy or not. But I didn't really interview him. Didn't talk to him much. But um, And I know he wasn't ha happy because he had a tire going down. Uh, they're late in the race, but he was coming on strong. But I wanted to ask you about that. Did he uh, uh, submit an appeal? Uh, how did that he process did. go? He did. Yeah, he did do that. He, he submitted an appeal, and and uh, um, you know, um, you know, no, no, no different than we've had, you know, in in, in direct past with with you know, uh, you know, Brandon Brandon Tetzer and and you know, same same amount of races, same same, you know, did the whole process and jake crumb and whatever it may be yeah so it was exact bubba did the same same you know process and and uh you know everybody did the same and did did the thing and and um you know moved on and and uh was was there with us there at uh, southern national well i'm absolutely glad how does that appeal process work now is um i know mr mcnelly um you know, had had issues with you know in years in the past where you know something got leaked out or what have you uh, on social media. Um, now, you know, he is the the head of the the series, and he I'm sure his decision is final. Now, when something happens and decision has to be made, you know, his decision is final. Now, when when you have an appeal, um, is that his decision or is it an outside panel? Um, is it a neutral decision? How does that work? I mean, it's 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 a little bit of a process where where um, you know uh, I would say internally, kind of you know, cars tour uh, 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 group, uh, shall we say? Whether it's you know myself and and Jack and 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 Dave Diff, the head technical director, and and uh, you know um, you know we're we're the main ones that are that are around these guys all the time, and we kind of you know talk about it and and you know hey say hey you know and and, and that's the same people who did it before was was myself uh jack and, and and david if there you know whenever it was it was uh with brandon so same process you know kind of kind of um you know submitted that and and you know we all talked it over and kind of expectations and going forward and let's put the past behind and, and go forward so um yeah so that's kind of same process everything just just trying to trying to keep it you know same and and uh focus on the on the future and and uh, let the bygones be bygones 
Well, I'm absolutely glad he was there, and uh, he always puts on a show. And he's an asset to all the drivers, even to the late model stock car guys. Because when I talk with uh, Taylor, um, you know, the late model stock car winner, he talked about, you know, talking with him and getting advice from him about, you know, the handling of his car and, and, and furthering his career and things like that. Uh, you know, so he's an asset to some of these young racers who will go to him, approach him, and talk about, you know, setups and, and how to handle things to the car and what to do to the car and what they're feeling with the car. And, and he'll open up and talk to these young racers. So he's an asset to have at the track, not just for the fans, for the draw, but he's a, a big plus to have for the drivers. Yeah, no, I think he's a big asset to the to the tour. We like having Bubba, and, and the fans like having Bubba. And as you said, he's he's he is is an asset to these younger guys. And yeah, I think overall it was it was glad to have him back here at the at the at the tour. And we hope he races as many as possible with us. Because he raises the bar, and that's for sure, and uh, he makes the competition better. Because, you, you know, even no matter what you race, if you're racing matchbox cars, bicycles, RC cars, you're only good as your competition. And he raises the bar, and that's just going to make the tour look better. Because that's going to be the best of the best, no doubt. All right, let's jump uh, and take a look before we let you go, Chris. Uh, upcoming uh, March 21st, late model stock cars and supers both. 150 laps at the Hickory Motor Speedway right there in Newton, North Carolina, just outside of Hickory, North Carolina. 7 p.m. green flag, so hopefully it'll continue to keep getting warmer. Looking forward to that event. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, we're excited to get to our, our, our spring race at Hickory. Um, the um, Race Face MT, our Race Face Telmed um, 300 there. Uh, be you know race number two uh, of the year. Uh, you know one one cool thing uh, from the fan perspective is is um, Telmed um, is is giving away uh, these coded cards to all the fans that come in, and uh, that uh, code that five digit code you can log into a website, log into their website, and punch that code in, and if your code matches uh, that that winning number to unlock the vault. Uh, you went. You take home five thousand dollars cash. Wow! So that's pretty big. Uh, I think from the fans. So that's one reason to come because uh, you know you buy a twenty-five dollar ticket and uh, you're going to see some good racing. But uh, it sure would be nice to see some good racing and, and be at, at the famous Hickory Motor Speedway and then and, and leave five thousand dollars richer. So that that's a big thing. Uh, you know, it's pretty pretty cool to to, to see have have a sponsor like that do that. Um, but uh, you know, I expect a another good field of, of late model stocks uh supers you know i think i think uh we'll kind of wait and see i think you know we'll, we'll get some random guys i think you might see some of the, the super guys from from over this way uh you know guys like tyler church and and, and things like that um that, that pop in you know pop in my head that that usually run over this way and, and like to run hickory um you know you still might have some guys from up north come down and, and tune up for the easter bunny uh a little later in the year so yeah, I mean, uh, well, it's it's you know two weeks away, so um, we'll, we'll kind of see entries come in in here a little bit. But uh, uh, you know, it's a spring race at Hickory is always always a good one for sure. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to that. Be sure and uh, keep your eyes on the uh, the website for uh, for all the information about the uh, the uh, race March twenty first Hickory Motor Speedway, and then in the not too distant future April fourth on that Friday. And uh, April 5th, the big show, uh, late model stock cars, 200 laps, $30,000 plus to win. 
Orange County Motor Speedway uh, in Rougemont, North Carolina. 7 o'clock uh, green flag Saturday. Oh, that's uh, the 4th and 5th on Saturday and Sunday. I'm sorry. Let me back up there. And then Sunday will be a 3 p.m. green flag. Let's talk about that show. That is the granddaddy, the big late model stock car show. Uh, that is that is going to be another barn burner, and that's where we want to see all the best of the best go for the money. I know Lee's going to come back to try to defend that, and he's going to have some big dogs after him, isn't he? Yeah, no. So we're we're, we're you know Old, Old North State Nationals, the second annual. Um, it's it's glad to have that. The Orange County Visitors Bureau is a part of it, um, and. Uh, yeah, so you know, I think you'll see. You know, we had 36 cars last year. I hope we, you know, our goal is 40 this year. Uh, you know, 28 spots are starting field. So, you know, I expect a big, a big season. You know, to our big event to, during the season there at Orange County, and that's that's just a great race and racetrack. You, we have the touring 12 drivers fill out where their favorite track is, and and, and majority of them pick Orange County. And anybody <laughs> yeah. who's watched a race or race there knows that you can you can move around and really race there so you know uh it's a big weekend you know camping and and uh you know uh, we'll have um a fan fest on on friday night in in downtown hillsborough there in orange county and a and a kickoff party at at one of the the establishments there uh and the hot tin roof so we'll have a chance for fans to to kind of meet and greet and we had man we met people from wisconsin and west virginia and florida and of course north carolina and virginia and stuff all kinds of fans that came out to that last year and then yeah saturday some some practice and then we'll have qualifying our heat races and um our last chance races because on, on on friday for qualifying we just lock in or excuse me on saturday We'll lock in just our top five, and then they'll they'll race their way in after that, and then just on Sunday, 200 lap uh, feature event there, six tires, and uh, man, it uh, was an incredible race last year, incredible crowd, and uh, we're doing all we can to see if we can't step that up a little bit. Oh, absolutely, we were there covering it, had all everybody uh, available there, uh, several folks in the booth, you know, trying to make sure if, you, if they couldn't be there, then everybody knew about it. Um, on for race 22 covering it and then the, the broadcast you know with tony and all the things that he had going on so uh it was absolutely a fantastic race and um no surprise to see lee uh do his thing he is extremely well there and such a smart racer and he loves to conserve them tires everybody think well he's done you know halfway he's running you know well back and then all of a sudden here he comes with them fresh tires and uh, wears them out so um if people are paying attention maybe they can learn something uh but uh you know that uh love orange county that that love that play it's a special special place um if 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 we had a short track hall of fame uh, i think the track orange county should be entered in the hall of fame that is a special magical place i agree with that that's 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 my favorite track we go to when it comes to racing you know, I've got different categories for different different tracks, but uh, that uh, you know, different different categories for my favorites. But uh, when it comes to the on track racing, that that's probably my favorite. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, is there anything else we need to hit before we let you go? I think we've covered it here. It's, uh, it was it was a big one here to start the year, so uh, um, you know, just look forward to seeing everybody and talking to everybody and. Looking for another good one. First first night race, Saturday night under lights, air conditioned by nature. <laughs> That's night, right. March 21st. All right, yeah. Hopefully uh, the uh, the old uh, coronavirus will 
uh, be gone and, and uh, no threats of that. Uh, you know, it's a lot of folks are panicking about this thing, and, and some of the schools are closing now. Now, as a, a series, an entity, do you foresee anything uh, affecting with this uh, coronavirus uh, affecting your events? Uh, no. Anything like no, that? No, it's, 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 uh, it's in, you know, from, from our standpoint, it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of, you know, a non-issue. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll pay attention like everybody else, but, um, you know, our, our thing is getting geared up for, for, for Hickory and, and, uh, getting ready for the Orange County race and, and, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll be the only thing still going on, and and have a have a bigger crowd than than anyone going on of, of anything in North Carolina. So, if uh, if uh, you know if that's the case, <laughs> then, then then we'll see. But I, I don't anticipate anything. Yeah, maybe maybe if we can get a sponsor to hand out uh, face masks uh, with there every ticket, uh, that would that, let me tell you something. Would that be absolutely hilariously funny to me? Uh, even now, this this virus thing now it, it could be taken seriously. You know, there's there's some serious aspects to it. Don't get me wrong. I work at Wake Forest Baptist, so so trust me. Um, but it would be very uh, interesting to have a, a photo if we could get like the whole front grandstands with almost everybody with one of those masks on to get a photo of that. Well, I guarantee you, <laughs> knowing me and the way I work with sponsors, if, if somebody wants to do some kind of promotional giveaway or sponsorship, we'll make it happen. That would be awesome. Put their logo right on the front of it. That would be absolutely awesome. That would be fantastic. Oh, I can come up with some ideas. That is awesome. All right, Chris, we'll let you run, and uh, we are going to put this one in the can. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Range 22 Production Studios in Winston-Salem. And, folks... We want to see you at the tracks, and until next time, we'll see you at the races. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.